it going down there in Florida? It it's it's going. Yeah. It's a little crazy. A little crazy right now. It is. You know, Florida gonna do as Florida does. It does. And yeah. it, and it continues to. Yeah. <laughs> I work in uh, education and so I saw yesterday that Florida said that they were gonna open up all the schools in the fall. Yeah, that's smart, right? Yeah. But it's because Trump said that he pulled their funding if they don't open. I know, but he can't do that. So Right. Right. And it's ridiculous. It's, it's just because I know, it's the a show. It's cuz our governor's a trumper. Right. Right. Yeah. So, it's not good. Not good. Well, we'll see how that shakes out. Um, well, I don't know that that will really happen because I believe a lot of the teachers are refusing. Right. Uh, and a, and lot, a lot, of lot of the parents parents are going to refuse to let their kids go, too. Yep. Yep. And you have a lot of teachers right now who are like maybe in their 60s who are going to retire in like a few years who are like, well, I mean, fuck it. I'm just going to retire now because my pension won't be any good if I'm dead. So... Yeah, exactly. I'm not going back to school. Um, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, yeah, it's a shit show pretty much everywhere right now for the most part. Yeah. So, so we're just locked up in our house here. Cool. Mark's been home. My husband, Mark has been home for four months. He travels. Mm -hmm. um, so this, he's usually never here. Um, he can't, he's here on the weekend. Right. Yeah. Not too dissimilar from my father, who I think this is probably the most time he is con consecutive time he has spent at home since he was like 25 years old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So. So. Are you are you are you, how you doing, a, Dan? I'm good. Are you in a comfortable spot? Are you ready? To, I'm in a really I'm in a that? really comfortable. <laughs> is that the blood of Christ? It's the blood of Christ. Oh, the golden blood is, of Christ. <laughs> it is the blood of Christ. And, it, and it, you know, Jesus made it. So it's all good. And he made that, too. Was it white Florida Jesus or normal Jesus? Or which, which Jesus made that? It was, um, wait, there's a white Florida Jesus. <laughs> I'm just playing around. Yeah, I'm that's, lost. That's I'm the... Lost. That's the Twitter account, Florida man. <laughs> oh, no, that's Florida man. Florida man didn't make this. Jesus, Jesus made this. Got it. Got it. You know, the Jesus that's all around us, he made this. Right. As he makes all <laughs> he things. Made this, he made this for, for us to enjoy as he made that pot that you're enjoying there. <laughs> he made the Florida man. Indeed. Jesus made the Florida man. Oh, that's true. Jesus did make Florida man. Um, but I, all right, mom. Well, I'm stoked to have you as a guest on this podcast. I think that you probably have some hand in me being curious enough to even do this thing, being that you are the one that raised me going to Catholic mass on, uh, we'll say most Sundays up until about 14 or 15 um, I never, it was never, it never, we, we've kind of talked on the podcast and I know you've listened to some of these that like this difference between a militant, 
upbringing with religion and then right, right. the non-militant version. And I feel like you definitely re- raised me pretty loose with it. Like it was important to you that I went with you to church. Um, but it wasn't that big of a deal if we had hockey on that Sunday and it was like, we're not going to go to church after hockey or whatever. It wasn't that right. big of a deal. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess we should start kind of at the beginning of, of your spiritual and religious journey. Um, cause both of your parents are devout Catholics. So you were obviously raised around it, but what was it like growing up with, uh, in the Smith household? Um, we never miss church. Being, being raised by your grandparents, no matter what it took, if we were on vacation, no matter what the circumstances were, everybody was going to church. Where, where geographically did you grow up? California. Okay. So, like in um, La Cunada. I know La Cunada. Oh, you know La Cunada? Yeah, I grew up in Arcadia, so. so. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know La Cunada well. So, um, yeah, so that was, um, that was not, and especially as we got older, we were not, I mean, you had to go to Mass. You were not getting out of it, no way, no how. And grandma would insist that if we did not stay till the very end, if you did not, she doesn't feel like this anymore, but all those years ago when we were in high school, we used to say, okay, can we go to Saturday night mass? And right after communion, we'd hit the back door. Uh, Yeah, that carried, that carried, that carried over into your, uh, your older age as well. I remember there, was, there was a lot I, of Sundays. I would say we could, yes, communion, we could leave after communion. Is communion at the beginning or in <laughs> uh, the middle? It's, it's pretty much the end. I mean, it's it's, it's the, the end. it's the it's the three quarters of the way there. Maybe even Actually, like the last. I would say it's more. Yeah, I would say it's more than three quarters because there's about ten minutes maybe left. Yeah, you're right. So, but so what you are trying to avoid more than anything is just like the end like shaking hands with the rest of the congregation <laughs> and like having to like shoot the shit with yeah, people dude, it's afterwards. The, it's no, the equivalent no, it, it's the equivalent it of leaving of leaving the like a sports game early. When you know the team yeah, is gonna leave you get, just bail just, early. Yeah. Right. It was like let's just get out of here. It's Saturday night. We yeah. have football games. We have parties to go to. So that would be my brother um, Daniel's uncle and I, we would go to the side chapel of the church because it was a nice exit. You could sneak out. And a lot of times grandma wouldn't catch it, but my gosh, almost every time she did. And if you snuck out a mass early, you had to go again. <laughs> oh, it didn't count. You, it, didn't count. It, it didn't count. So that it means you're, you're back if there you, Sunday morning. That that's exactly what it means. It didn't count because you didn't get the final blessing. (laughs) Damn. But however, a lot of my high school and Dan, you probably don't know this. A lot of my high school, I did spend at church because I sang at the guitar masses, 
with my lovely, lovely voice. <laughs> I, yeah, I would have never known that. I, mean, I would have never no, thought. No, you wouldn't have known that. Um, so I, um, because we were in a pretty progressive con- contemporary church for the time that I was coming up. Sure. Catholic church, though. Yes, always. Catholic church. Always, always. So I sung um, in the, they called it the guitar group for whatever unknown reason. So I was in that. And also we had a really active youth group that I was very involved in. Mm-hmm. Not, not your uncle. I, it was me. And, um, we had two seminarians one summer. I believe it was my junior year of high school. They said, we're going to get these two seminarians to come because the Presbyterian church is blowing us away with their programs and their music. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to get the Catholic kids to come. Right. So we get these two really cool seminarians. Well, by the end of summer, both of them dropped out of seminary. Nice. And one of them married one of my classmates. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well then that's a good reason to, to drop out of seminary. Um, Take us back a little bit further. Like, what was, what was your childhood like, and how did like you know, did religion and spirituality like play outside oh. of going to church? Did it did it play a part in your, in your childhood? Oh, yes. um, but yes. like before yes. you know, youth group and things like that in high school. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, we um, prayed every night at dinner. Mm-hmm. We said grace every night. Um, my parents, when I was growing up, were very involved in the marriage encounter and in a movement called Marriage Encounter that is, uh, it's a Christian movement, but in any church you can find it. So the Catholic, I would say the Catholic version, my parents were very involved in Marriage Encounter. And because of that, um, the kids would be really involved on th- on marriage encounter things that they were going to do on the weekends and things like that. So it was just um, like pretty deeply seeped into your daily life. Yes, it's definitely. Like the family definitely. was doing was doing all the all the stuff all the time related to church right. activities, right? And, and it was in the right. home, right? Yeah, right. So, uh, so. For fun, the fun activities were always related to church. Yes. Were most of your friends that you hung out with church people, or were they just kids that you you met in the neighborhood? You can't say church people anymore. That's not cool. (laughs) 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 Um, the The funny thing is, Dan, all of them, all of them, except for, I want to say, one or two were Catholic. Okay. So it would be all of us by the time we got to high school, it would be all of us kids in the side chapel trying to get out of there as quick as we could. Get this mass over with. Let's get rolling. Yeah, because the, do the Catholic mass is kind of long, right? Um, it you when they said it in Latin, when I was born, the mass was still being said in Latin, and Dan, you would have to ask Grandma when it changed, but. 
in first, by the time I was in first grade, I remember it not being in Latin. That's so interesting because um, it's like, what's the what's the congregation of people doing that none of them speak Latin? So they're all just sitting here listening to a priest speak in a language that they don't understand for an hour. They all they all understood Latin because their catechism was in Latin, just like Dan's dad, um, being brought up Jewish. Your dad understood Hebrew. Yeah, I see. So so they were taught that in their catechism. That was part of their catechism to know Latin. Also, Andrew, I don't know if this was since you went to more of like an evan- evangelical Christian church, but were there masses at your church done in Spanish? What? No. Services. Because like there's almost like a lot of Catholic not a lot of uh, there's like a pretty good amount of catholic churches that do both a, a english service and a spanish i guess service. that makes sense because the latin american community is like largely catholic yeah and so and and another one of the big communities is filipinos so you often have a mass that's said in in tagalog it's, yeah wow yeah interesting that's a yeah, I would mm. say like our church. And I guess that is true. I mean, there is a pretty big, I had a lot of Filipino friends growing up in Southern California. Like there's it's about Catholics. Yeah. About- and there's a, there's a lot of, yeah, I would say even more so than my like Latin American friends. Uh, yeah. Like the, all of the Filipino kids were like, those were hardcore Catholic homes. Yeah. They don't fuck around. I would say that the church that we went to for most of my childhood in Corona was like at least evenly split split between like white Hispanic. people, Hispanic, and Filipino. It was like very spread out. Um, I, I yeah, I would say every nationality. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good mix. Um, yeah, so the. The other thing that you don't know, and this was part of my growing up just because I was so close to grandma. Um, so um, there was a um, movement in the church called Curcio, Andrew. And um, it was actually um, the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and receiving prophecy. Whoa, I've only heard of that so, in like Pentecostal so, churches. Yes, they had a whole Pentecostal movement, the Catholic Church did. And Grandma was very involved, Dan, and I used to go with her to some of those prayer meetings. And you can ask Grandma, I, I don't know what her answer would be now, but I remember asking her four or five years ago, and she said she still does believe that Yes, she had the gift of tongues because I've heard your grandmother pray in tongues. Really? And your grandmother has laid hands on me and prayed for me in tongues. Is that something that you ever tried to tap into? Uh, I did. I did. And that's why I was going to prayer meetings with her. And that was actually a very frustrating time for me because I thought, what am I doing wrong? How, I'm not very special. You? God, you might, um, in high school, okay. maybe 15. Yeah. It's, a, so it's kind of a burden to put like, on someone to the, like you, yeah, you should be receiving some kind of like 
download right. from God right now so that it just flows through you. And you're not getting and it. And you're not getting it. And you're like, well, I'm trying. I'm really trying. And, I I, and I'd like I'm to, like, but like, yeah, that's sort of then, a weird position to be put in. Well, one of the interesting things that happened is I remember one of the nights at the prayer meeting, like everybody having their hands on me, everybody's praying in tongues over me. And they're like, come on, come on. And I'm like, what, you just want me to make up stuff? <laughs> because they're like, just say whatever comes out of your mouth. And I didn't, I never did that because it probably would have been wabba jabba wabba butter. Yeah, what, not, every, but, not everybody is, is good at the... What's it, gl- glass of glulia yeah, or so, whatever? Just sort of making up words. <laughs> it's sort of like yeah. a spiritual freestyle rapping that, like, you know, some people might just be naturally better at, like, making well, crazy sounds I, that sound like something interesting. I I've, honestly believe, I do honestly believe, I do believe in the Holy Spirit and I do believe in the gift. And I honestly believe that my mother has it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and she she was really good. Damn, I'll tell you, she's not the kind of person that was like, well, I don't know what you're doing wrong because you're not getting this. She would tell me, I would get so upset, and she would say, that's not what God has for you. Then yeah. that's not what, what God wants for you. It's okay. But I remember that really, really throwing me, and I also remember being at one of those prayer meetings, so... Dan will tell you I'm not good at math. So, Dan, if I was 15 and I'm 57 now, how many years ago was that? So, like, we're 40 years ago, 50 years ago, you know. Be 42. No, yeah. it wasn't 50 years ago. 40, 50, 60. You're getting old. Uh, so, yeah, 42. So, I'm at this prayer meeting and I was so disturbed because they had prophecy that night. And I, I remember the prophecy word for word, and it was, follow me, follow me, children. There is not much time left. I freaked out. Uh. <laughs> I couldn't sleep that night. Talk about a panic attack, Dan. I was, Grandma had to stay up half the night with me. I was like, oh, my God. That's, some heavy, that's some heavy shit to drop. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have children. I'm never going to do Anything that I wanted to do, oh, the world for sure. was just going to end. I was terrified. Was that something that they dropped on, like, like was this in a youth group setting, or this was in, like, a small oh, group, no, no, like, no. full congregation I, it, setting? It, it was at one of the Pentecostal prayer meetings. Okay. So it was only people who choose chose to be there. There Got were not it. many people my age there. Got it. Okay. And okay. you would just go with Grandma yes. to the youth? Yes. Yes, Man. I was so I was so upset though. I was freaked out because you were all in. Like, you were like all in on this stuff and any like what they were telling you. Oh yeah, and like had yeah. a big effect. Yeah, yeah. They said it. I was done. I was like, oh my gosh. Now I, this is yeah. it. This is the end of my life. I'm 15 years old, and I will. So never, you took that ever. to believe like Jesus is coming back sometime really soon, like in like the tomorrow. immediate future. <laughs> yeah, do, yeah. Do I had I had a similar I, experience in I, high school actually. Of and thinking, I worried, yeah, worried about that. For I sure, I didn't have peace about that. I was terrified. I had I had a similar experience, and a lot of my fear was similar to yours in terms of being like. 
I'm not going to get to do all these things in my life that like I thought I was going to get to do, you know, like I'm, yeah, I'm not going to get to get married or any of that because I was, yeah, I was like 16, 17 and I was like, well, the world's, the world's collapsing and 2012 is probably going to be the year. So yeah. Anyways, I can relate to that. Do you remember what grandma would tell you to kind of soothe you from that feeling? Yes. And this is a direct quote from the Bible, but coming from grandma, it was very soothing because of who she is. That Jesus said, we will not know the time or the hour. So she knew that this is nonsense. No, I'm not. I'm not saying she didn't know that that was now at that time. She was really into it. You ask her now because I called her recently. We just had this conversation and I said, oh, man, look, we have Trump. We have coronavirus. We have Black Lives Matter. I said, is this it? Is the world ending? Yeah. Are, are we done? It's on fire. That's for sure. It is. It is. And same thing, Dan. She told me that God doesn't. We were not given a a spirit of fear or anxiety that that is not God, that God is love. You can hear her saying that, right? Yeah. But when you were like 15 and 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 we are not, we will not know the time or the hour. Right. But when you were 15 and you were like legitimately like, I'm worried that it's ending tomorrow and I can't sleep. I mean, she never had a moment of just sort of like leveling with you and being like, sweetie, it's not, it's not ending tomorrow. Like she sort still sort of spoke to you oh, in these like I'm, I'm yeah in, I'm sure she told me that I did not have to worry about that the world was not going to be gone so tomorrow. it's not like the only message you got was just like this sort of cryptic oh, no, no, Jesus no, no, no. Jesus says we will never know the time nor the hour like because that would be yeah no, that wouldn't no, really help that would have that would what that would really what I was just saying like that you know. If I'm an anxious 15 year old that I don't know that that really soothes my anxiety to hear that. I'm like, that almost, that almost stokes the fire. I know. But I'm like, what about that guy? That guy said it. Right. So yeah, no, she was very, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be too long, Andrew, before you meet her and she's on the program. So you'll get to know what Winnie is all about, but she was very comforting. She's a very consoling, comforting person. Yeah. She doesn't talk like in nonsense when she's speaking to I you. Was no, not, she I was not proposing. No, I, I didn't think that you did, but like, I don't know. She's, uh, yeah, very devout to her spirituality, but she's, you know, just, we've talked about it. She just gets it. She, she understands that it's a, a personal all of it's like a very yeah. personal journey and experience. It's very and, personal. And I, right. I actually and you, have met and her. You, yes. I've oh, met her a yeah. number of oh. times and she is a very wonderful, incredibly sweet, yeah. full of love, beaming, yeah. uh, amazing human being. So. Yeah. And that, and, and that's what she's all about. That's, that's, that's the, and that's part of the reason why I picked the, um, verse that i picked well we'll get into that momentarily later down the road yeah we'll get into that so yeah let's then dia oh go ahead i was very very devout in my faith and 
always thought that I would marry somebody that was the same faith. And I meet, and I met your dad and I, it all went out the window and grandma and granddaddy said, this was the only thing they said. They were very supportive, but they said, you are a very strong Catholic. How are you going to feel about this in a couple of years? A non marrying said, oh. an, like a non practicing Jew, like religion not important to my dad. Right. So, religion like that was not, not the issue. Right. No one was going to ask no. you to like convert to Judaism or anything no. like that. No, that wasn't the issue. The issue was, in fact, they had both said it would have. They would feel more comfortable. Had he been a practicing yeah, Jew. Yeah, I was going to say, then because then at least he would have some kind of relationship with God or something. We, right. Because at least we would be on the same page because up until the New Testament, it's it's the same belief, right? Sure. Right. Same God. So I, I was like, oh, I don't care about that at all. Of course I didn't. I, I just... So, and in fact, Daniel, we had decided, and you might remember this, we were not going to raise you in either faith. Uh huh. So <laughs> when you were about, when you were about four, I said, I can't do this anymore. I said, so if you want, we can join temple. Because in the Jewish faith, we would have to be members of the temple. And I did find a temple that was for, interestingly enough, most of this temple was um, Catholic and, and Jewish people married. Okay. And you, and you would have gone to Hebrew school five days a week. Dang. That would have been epic. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had, my network would have been so much better than it is now. <laughs> You'd be running the music industry right now. That's right. That's right. That's cool. So That's you, cool, though, that you were like willing to go the other way with it. Oh, yeah. Um, I was very open to that. And I did even, I did the research. I even went and did the tour of the um, temple. And, the, and met people in the community. And then your dad came um, because I went twice. He came one time with me. And then he said, oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> not because of you. No. Not because of you. I want to tell you two reasons why, because it was very interesting. What would you think one of them would have been? Oh, I I have no idea. It cost a fortune. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, I was gonna say that. Like, yeah, that's the ironic. Did. The ironic reason yeah. is that yeah, that's you very come. interesting. You cannot come. And you that couldn't was convince of... the Jewish guy to join the temple because it was too <laughs> cost too much money. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. serious. Yeah. You can't not, write that shit. I'm not, come on, Andrew. I'm not, Andrew. Hey. I'm not kidding you. Oh, I this believe was you. Probably. Okay, and we're talking. 1990 almost 40 years ago and right. i am not lying to you it was four or five hundred dollars a month oh my gosh i'm even, telling you even now our house our house payment was a thousand dollars a month <laughs> yeah it's not that kind of money no that's a lot of money that's funny wow so that like right off 
And I was like, here I am, because coming from the Catholic Church, isn't there any kind of scholarship? Right. And the Catholic Church is probably yeah, what, like, man. what do they teach? Like 10% tithing or some something like that? Or like 5%? Or is it more just quote, like, what, whatever, just whatever. You can, whatever you can give? Yeah. Whatever you can so give. So just a, yeah. whatever you can put in the hat. That, whatever you can give. Work. And if you want, and to this day, this is still true. If you want your child to go to Catholic school and you cannot afford it. Yeah, they'll figure they something out. Pay. They'll figure something they'll pay, out. Yeah. yeah. They'll work it out. So that was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And the other one was, I didn't know about this. He would have had to go to Hebrew school with you on certain days. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> <'Cause laughs> he needed God. to bone up on his Hebrew or, or what? I think, yeah, no, because it was part, part of the, of, it was part of the program. Yeah. It was just uh, part of the program. The dad's got to join. Yeah, and he wasn't yeah. he wasn't yeah. into it. I've been to Temple one time in my life, I feel like. I've probably been more than you. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> so um, actually, Dan, you have been well with me and my presence. You're you're probably right because we went one time with Lois and Steve. Okay, then I've been and that's twice. That's the crazy maybe. thing. So these people, Dan's aunt and uncle, who did go to Temple for the high holidays and their kids obviously went to Hebrew school and bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah and the whole thing. The tickets. These people lived in Brentwood. It was about $500 a ticket for one person. Right. To go <laughs> for to go. like Passover or some type of yes. like some event. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. You're not even allowed to get him without a ticket. Yeah. Well, and, I, I and, understand that sort of like. Uh, I mean, so I also grew up in Southern California and my aunt married a Jewish fellow, uh, and she converted, um, and they're pretty wealthy. They live in Encino. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sort of like the wealthy part of the Valley. Um, yeah. and I mean, I, let me just say this, like going to my cousins, uh, I have two female cousins. And so I, I went to both of their bat mitzvahs. And I remember my older cousin, Ariella, at her bat mitzvah, there were like several child movie stars present at this bat mitzvah oh. because they were part of that temple. Right. And I remember just being like, doesn't that kid, isn't he the star of a movie that just came out? Like, what is <laughs> happening right now? Um, yeah, it's sort of interesting that uh, that community is like, I don't know. Yeah. Money is yeah. always a part of so, it somehow. So that was, that was the, that was when you decided money. that, that we were going to, you were going to start taking me to Catholic church and um, taking well, me to Catholicism school. You had already been going because I would, and I always asked, but I would say, I'm going to church. Do you mind if I take Daniel? You had no idea what was going on. My gosh. I don't think he cared. Infant to four years he was, old. No, he, he obviously didn't. wasn't against it me having no 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 and when we did make the decision for you to be raised in something he he obviously did care because like i said the straw that broke the camel's back was the money yeah and he did care that you had something right some kind of and and he he would go to the 
he would he go with us. he would go for like holiday stuff or if i was singing yeah. i did a lot of singing in the choir for a while so he would go to that shit sometimes yeah um, yeah and then and i know he that was, it, he was there for your obviously he was there for your baptism your first, first communion, communion yeah all that jazz um but also i know that it was kind of more important to you that i was raised with some jewish holidays here and there like we would celebrate oh, yeah. Hanukkah well, and uh, we would usually do that. And that was and more. And I did. I tried to, I did some, Andrew, I did some awful satyrs because I would try to recreate it. <laughs> <laughs> Studying up on this. Oh, wow. So I did. I tried because I thought that it was really important. And as I said in the, in the beginning of the conversation, none of this went against my grain. I was raised with the old Testament sure. as a Catholic, we believed all that. Right. So, and, um, Daniel's grandparents, my mom and dad thought that was so cool. And they would always tell, um, Dan's dad, can you do a Seder for us? Yeah. They wanted a, they wanted to <laughs> a taste did. of the old tradition that sort of fed right. their right. current tradition. Right. Yeah. Right. For right. sure. So, um, but the only formal satyrs that we went to and you did go to more than one was at Lois and Steve's. Do you remember that? Yeah. more. I mean, a little bit. I yeah, remember being there. They're very long. They're super long. long. They're super long. And you, but have you to get that matzo ball food. soup at the end of it though. Uh, the matzo ball soup was good. The brisket was good. <laughs> the brisket is always good. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have that brisket. So, and the Kugel hey, and Stel's yeah, Kugel. I love Kugel. So, but this is how, Andrew, to give you an idea of how non-religious Dan's dad was, Daniel's dad used to tell me, Judaism is my culture. Right. And I, and, and I understand that. But um, now his mother, she had been a very devout Jew. And she used to tell me all the time, she would say, you're a better Jew than my kids are because <laughs> I, I was the one who made sure we had Hanukkah and then we observed Passover and sure. I would try to learn stuff and yeah. well, because Sandy, none of them really cared. That's yeah. interesting. I do think that there's like, there's probably an element of that in any religion with the exception of maybe like something like Mormonism or Scientology, which is somewhat newer. But even Christianity and definitely Judaism, like, and Buddhism too, like, there's a cultural element to it where there are people who are sort of like, well, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. like, this is what I, this is what I was raised. And especially with Judaism where there's sort of like this, um, there's sort of like an ethnic cultural element to it as well. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of people being like, well, it's like a piece of my identity, but I also don't go to temple. Uh, just right. like there's a lot of people who are in America who are like, yeah, I mean, I guess if push comes to shove, I would call myself a Christian, but like I go to church on Easter and Christmas. Maybe. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was really interesting. And none of them. I mean, he would tell people he was Jewish. It wasn't that he had any bad, horrible thing that happened. It just. I think to him, it seemed like a lot of work and a lot of money yeah, to be honest sure, with you. Sure. 
Yeah, and that's not how he wanted to spend his free time. Exactly. He worked hard. Exactly. He didn't want to spend his free time at the temple or like, yeah, it just wasn't his. Right. Was not. And it was did, not his jam. It still isn't. Uh, he was right. just and trying he to didn't chill. Want to be, yeah, he was trying to. Kick he didn't it. want to be obligated um, financially either. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I know, even though you were. You were obviously very into the religious stuff growing up and identified being Catholic and were way into it. But I also know that you weren't like you weren't a perfect little high school kid. Like you got in trouble, you know, you drank and like did did. all you did all that stuff in in school. You yeah, know, you I did all the stuff. You. you did all the stuff that high schoolers usually do. Yeah. And and I partied. Did. Um yeah. so did that like did that stuff weigh heavy on you when you did it? Did you feel the Catholic guilt? Pretty, oh, did, did pretty guilty like really... about like the things that you had done after all of the time? Actually no. That's awesome. <laughs> More afraid that here's the biggest thing. The biggest fear in our house growing up was if you got caught. I didn't have this big Catholic guilt. It was, oh, my God. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. Okay. It was, oh, my God, what happens if granddaddy finds out? Because if he found out, you were in trouble. And her dad was her principal. Yes, that was charming. (laughs) He was the principal of the junior high school that all four of us went to. My goodness. So that, that was the fear. Because if my mom found out, we could usually get out of it. She wasn't very good at the discipline. Like I wasn't very good at discipline. (laughs) I connected (laughs) the dots. Yeah, but... If my dad found out, you were in trouble. So, no, I didn't have this, like, oh, I'm such a horrible person and I'm going to hell for this. I never felt that. Yeah. You, I don't know. You, I feel like you, you and dad both, like, we had a pretty open house as far as the people that wandered in and out and the different kinds of friends that, that you guys had and myself and mm-hmm. it always seemed like you, like I would say that most, like your compassion has definitely rubbed off on me because it seemed like, I don't know, you definitely are not a big person to judge, I guess, or have just like always been like really welcoming to maybe people that uh, others would identify as not great people or something along those lines, you know? Thank you. Thank you. That's yeah. really nice. I feel like you, I just, you get that I just part never, of the message. But I think also, ironically, as much trouble as we could have gotten in from our dad and when we did get in trouble with granddaddy, ironically, it started with them. And those were the people that taught us to especially grandma because she would bring anyone home yeah 
There would just be, would there, is that something that happened like throughout your childhood? Cause that's like something I experienced as a younger person of like, maybe we would show up to Thanksgiving every year and there would just be like this random person who didn't have anywhere to go. Yes. And my grandma was just like, yeah, this is Pete. We, I met him yesterday and he and didn't he have any- nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That was through, that was definitely throughout my childhood. And Dan, I don't know if you remember this or not, but it was um, when we lived off of um, Weirwood Canyon. Yeah. We were, we were on the 15 freeway going into Corona, and there was a, a, a van broken down with kids, high school kids. They were trying to go up to Big Bear or something for their high school retreat. We, put them, we packed them all in that Ford Taurus and took them to our house. <laughs> Yeah. And Christy came over and we did a little retreat day. Yeah. Do you remember that? Um, Do you vaguely remember? I feel remember? like I vaguely remember that, but I just like, I don't know. I feel like you just would often be the person to like pull off to the side of the road to like check on someone or like if somebody was like, I don't know, you were, you yeah. were quick to do that stuff. Definitely. And- and, and granddaddy too, I, I'm sure that you've seen him many times throughout your life because he would be the person if we were in a big city who would walk over to the homeless person and shake his hand and slip him $20 yeah. and say, God bless you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and like grandma, grandma bringing people home and I, and I would be like that too. We'll come to our house. Everybody was welcome at our house. Yeah, for sure. Um, how would you, because you, you still are a member of the Catholic Church. I don't know how often you go, especially right now. Do you do, you do like the Sunday, do you do any Zoom Catholic Church um, stuff? Well, I actually, COVID has been a really good thing for me, and I'm glad that it's happened because I've been able to do... I've been able to Zoom like with the Franciscan Center in Scottsdale, which is a very progressive place that I love. Also, Holy Family in Portland. Yeah. Because my my problem has been since coming to Florida, it's very conservative here. And um, meaning there's, it's like almost like zero tolerance. Sure. Right, they're gay, still going with the all that crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, um, if you're gay, if Which you've is, ever had an abortion, yeah, I mean, everybody's going to hell. It's interesting because the new pope is. I mean, I think he's oh, yeah. as progressive. He them. He's as progressive as he can be without tearing down the system. If he was right. like, if he were to say, right. um, you know. Homosexual marriage is totally fine in the eyes of the Catholic Church. Then, he, he, well, it, like, the who knows is, what the backlash from that would be? But I think, as far as he can go, he's like trying to be as accepting as possible to push the Catholic Church forward uh, into right. this new progressive world, um, which is sort he's of a new thing. Far, he has gone as far to say, and has gotten in great trouble for it, that everybody is welcome at mass, and everybody is welcome. At to communion. And Which is crazy that that would be a exactly radical right. message because that's, I mean, right. I think I remember right. someone, his name might've been Jesus teaching that same concept of like, 
right, welcoming right, everyone right. is sort so of a central message. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how do you like, you're going to be born gay and God's going to say, Oh, I reject you. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. It's tough. I remember there was a, there was a man when I was in high school who, um, he was like a, he gave like a guest, a guest sermon, uh, one day at, at the church that I grew up going to, which was a really big sort of like mega church. And his whole story was basically like, I used to be gay and then I got HIV and like my life was falling apart and then God made me straight and now I have a wife and kids. And it was just sort of like, at the time, I didn't think much of it, but looking back on it, I'm like, man, what a crazy, crazy message to send to like... Yeah, what if there was like some gay kid sitting, yeah, sitting in there in the fucking audience being like, wait, what? I have to un-gay myself? Well, yeah. How horrible in general is it that there are those those camps where they try to get the gay out of you? Like those are Uh, super, super common. Thankfully, they're they're shutting them down. Have you guys watched? Have you guys watched that movie? It's terrible. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's on Netflix. They sent their kid to that camp. Yeah. It was awful, awful. Yeah, for sure. I can't believe anybody would do that. Um, so, yeah, that's really interesting, too. So I've really struggled here because it's so you're going to hell. Right. Which yeah. is sort of an old school kind of Catholic line to take in terms right. of just such an emphasis on, like, kind of fearing God and. And knowing that, like, we're all sinners and we're all going to hell unless type of deal. Um, but, yeah, at Thanksgiving we had Mark's mom was here and we went to mass at the cathedral um, downtown. And it just happened to be um, one of the first Franciscan priests were visiting and they're very liberal. He was awesome. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if we could find out where he says mass, I'd go to his church. Yeah. Did you did you always feel more drawn to that side of things as far as the the churches, like the more liberal side? I feel like you've gotten more liberal or progressive over time, which is sometimes like a lot of the time the reverse. Yeah. uh, Which is interesting. uh, I guess I have myself, too. But uh, I went through I went through a lot of that with you unknowingly with you. Like I know that I've greatly changed your views on drugs. I know that they still like scare you, um, like the use of them and the slippery slope that they can be, which I totally get. But I think like I've definitely had hands in shifting your ideas about like weed. I remember like I know that, you know you used to think weed was like very terrible and definitely like bought into the, the, the dare propaganda, like the Reagan era of yeah. like drugs are bad and stuff. And you totally like were on board with that. So I know that your ideas on those things have drastically changed as well as like your, you being open to hearing experiences of like psychedelics and things that like I right. have found to be cool spiritual tools or just like, wild adventures so right exactly exactly um i and also part of that was 
if you remember when um, you were in junior high at, um, shoot, <laughs> where did you go to junior high? Corona Fundamental. In yeah, the Corona, charter, California. the charter, eh, the charter school. It was, yeah, it okay. was kind of like that no, for sure. But I want to tell you that was part of my experience because we met a lot of people there, Tim being one of them. Yeah. And some other families that were very involved. What was the name of that church? Uh, it was a mega church. Yeah, it's called Crossroads. It's I'm sure yeah, it's still there. I loved it. Yeah, I remember I loved that. It. I remember that there like even in high, like junior oh, high, I know Crossroads. Junior high and high school, we yeah, would go to, oh, we I would loved go, it. yeah, we would go there a we lot. We would go after we went to church because I would tell yeah, Dan. I don't know, or we would just go to that well, Dan, one. Dan, you might remember this. I wasn't going. Well, to maybe fucking I two didn't church make you go to church I'll tell you that day. Maybe that's how. But what would happen is I would go to mass because I really needed to fulfill my. Yeah, you need to exercise your demons. And then. um and then I would tell Dan, I want to go to Crossroads tonight. And he'd be like, yeah, cool, because all of his friends were there. I thought he was off having some spiritual experience. Apparently, he wasn't. Or maybe <laughs> he, he was. Just, or maybe he was. I don't know. Was, you, but, I don't know. Yeah, but, I, it wasn't that bad going to that just because, like, yeah, the music was. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it, it was, was awesome. It was, so, it was Andrew, awesome for the time. <laughs> it was better it was than awesome a boring Catholic church. Yeah. Right. They so had a band. Where now I, I feel like I would appreciate the exact opposite. And I would be just like super intrigued by all of the Catholic rituals. Yeah. And the and cool, like yeah. this crazy choir. Yeah, and like, none yeah. of this like, like pop music. That, like, I'm, For sure. So For sure. I was really intrigued by that, Andrew. And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. And going back to the whole Pentecostal thing, I was like, oh man, this is cool. I'm walking through the doors and I can feel the Holy Spirit in here. <laughs> and no, but that was true. That was my experience. Yeah, it like re-energized really, your ideas for sure. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what are we doing wrong? And at that time I was doing youth group in the Catholic Church. And I was like, come on, you guys, we need to we need to step it up. We need to do something. Get with the times. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So that was definitely a time that I was like, wow, I'm not sure. Am I leaving the church? Should I, should we leave the church? Should I stay in the church? But ultimately, um, for me, the Catholic church is where I belong. But you toyed with the idea of like, maybe I want to hop over to like the sort of Southern California yeah, <laughs> Christian movement, which I is sort of, you know, I yeah. get, which I grew up in. Oh, yeah. definitely. Just and like, still, we'll just do that. to be quite honest with you, I, I still love worship. I think that's awesome. So I'll put on some worship music and just be all, yeah. all tuned in and, and rock out and just be all, yep, that's, that's good. I feel it. And when she says worship music, she really loves Under Oath. <laughs> yeah. I really love what? Just, nothing. I'm just being a dick. It'd be great. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me who you said. Oh, I said that you really love the band Under Oath, and I was just kidding. And you don't even know. Yeah, who that he is. was just okay. being a dick. Yeah. But um, <laughs> absolutely. But maybe who was it? Was probably it Chris Tomlin. Lighthouse. Though. Was it Lighthouse? Oh, Lifehouse. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah. that wasn't oh really gosh, like, yeah, that wasn't like, that's not necessarily that's like, a Christian That's like band, jars though. of clay. Yeah. <gasps> yes, jars of clay. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Oh, Amy Grant. By the you way, love some Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Yeah, <laughs> I still love me some Amy Grant. By the way, Daniel, Maria turned me on to jars of clay. Oh, wow. She's like, you got to listen to these guys. They're <laughs> really good. Well, there's something. There was something for the time, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, gr- I grew up on that shit. I still like as a little kid. How how yeah. else do you feel like your your like spirituality has evolved over time, or like changed, or it, do you feel like it's always kind of changing? Um, I think the biggest thing is not only acceptance because I have to tell you being raised Catholic, I really did struggle with the whole gay thing. And I remember just being like, why are you teaching us? This is wrong. And science is teaching us people are born like this. So I really had a hard time with that. And I did have a hard time with some of the rules. So just in the fact that I'm in the place now where none of this, I don't have to figure any of this out. That's, that's all, all I need to do is act on my conscience and what's in my heart. Hell yeah. I think that's great. And that's, and that's really cool because that takes a lot of burdens off. And it also, to me, like when you're reading the Bible, it just gets down, back down to basics. Yeah, it simplifies things Jesus? a little bit. Jesus, yeah, Jesus was just like, come on, people. Let's let's forget about all this rural shit. Just love each other. For just sure. Just be cool. Well, and you're not all supposed to be running around judging each other. That's not your job. Yeah, that's definitely not the I point. Don't even know, I don't even know, to be honest with you, that that's – that that we have a God that is like that. I'm judging you for everything you do. No, probably. And and if so, certainly not in the way that we would not in our human judgment sense, I will say the Catholic church, I feel like something that I learned about the Catholic church growing up Christian, but not Catholic that I came to realize later was that the Catholic church actually has a long history of adapting to new ideas. And I know that it's still, you know, behind in some ways, forward in others. But like, even just the whole scientific revolution, I mean, if you look at, I don't think that the Pope would say that the earth is 6,000 years old, or 7,000 years old. No, No, because the Catholic Church eventually had to realize, like, we have to accept science. Like, we have to accept it as and and try to find a way for science and god to coexist um whereas like uh american sort of like evangelical christianity has almost gone the other way and just been like let's just all be a bunch of fucking dipshits who believe in the literal <laughs> bible only whereas the catholic church there's more room for like that's you know that's a metaphor for something that's a symbol for something you know that didn't actually happen. It's a story that's important that teaches us about humanity and, and what it means to be in relation to God. And I feel like 
yeah, there's a there's certainly a sect of Christianity in America where it's just like I don't even know what the fuck they're on, but it's not good. Cause, right. Because those folks are never going to exactly. come to this understanding that you have of just like, hey, I can just have my own sort of like personal and I can just sort of follow well, my follow my gut and heart because that's a part of a part of Christ and a part of God, too. So. Well, also, I would say another big growth for me, Dan, has been that I was so worried when I got to Florida and I couldn't find a church that fit me. And I was like, oh, but I mean. And that was part of going back a little, probably having the parents in my head, you didn't go to church. That's so bad. And just learning that that's okay right now for me personally, it's okay right now. That doesn't mean that I don't have a relationship with Jesus. That doesn't mean that I'm not a Christian. That doesn't define me. Yeah. I think, but, but honestly, I would like to have a place to go to, because I think that, um, community is important. Right. But I think that's, that's sort of the whole point, right? Is that the church isn't the building. The church is the community. It's not. The church is the community. It's the connections with people. And so like, yeah, the building helps facilitate that, but, uh, it's important to remember that like, yeah, that's not the. That's not the point. Showing up to the building is not the point. If you want to be a, it, a member of the church, then just be a part of the community. Right. And also an- another thing to say for that that's super important, how many people have completely lost their way or lost their faith because they put everything into the building? And then when the pastor screws up or or a whole large group of the congregation screws up. They're like, they're lost. They're like, what the heck? Right. Right. Because their relationship wasn't based on a a person to person relationship. So, yeah, I think, uh, I remember, when we when we started kind of going to that crossroads church, the Christian church, mm-hmm. that uh, very early on, you and I had this conversation about this this saving business, people being saved, you know, and the mm-hmm. I was just like, do you believe that like people that don't accept Jesus like in front of a group of people don't like. They don't go to heaven. Right. Yeah, that public proclamation of I've faith never, is such a weird yeah. thing. Yeah, and you just like, yeah, you were quickly just like, no, like that's dumb. No, I've <laughs> never believed that. And I remember having that conversation with you because I think part of that conversation was a lot of people had told you that that was true unless you were going to stand up in the middle of that church and be like, and I remember telling you that um, not only did I not believe that, that you were a Christian by your baptism. Right. Yeah. And the, and the Catholic church, um, you're always Catholic after you get baptized. Yeah. You're in for life. You can't walk away. Even if you want to, that that's what I tell aunt Mary all the time. She can't leave. She'll always be a Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) No, more importantly, what I believe about that baptism is that, that God is, God is with you. 
God is taking care of you always. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was like, it's nice that uh, I feel like I could, like we had good conversations about it and that you did not, <clears throat> you didn't give me too much pushback against some of the, the things that, like when I started going to Christian Bible study senior year of high school. With that Janae. Was, yeah, that was like, with Janae. Yeah, that yeah. was probably like something you were probably stoked about that I was just like going to something like that. Like, I don't think you cared necessarily yeah, that it wasn't like know. a Catholic thing. I didn't at all. And I was really excited about it. And I didn't know that you were just going just to go along. <laughs> I mean, I heard that on Bible beds. No, I was like, darn. I, I no, I just spiritual experience. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I liked the people that went. So I right. mean, I did. Right. It was part of. It was but, more about yeah, the community the of the community. Yeah, and but then you know what? That's what it's about. To me, that's the bottom line. That's what it's about. It's about community, and do we are we all caring for and loving each other? For sure. And I also think that. I would try to wear a hat a lot to mass and I feel like you appreciated some of my pushback against it. Like you wouldn't tell me to take it off before we went in. You would just let me test the waters. And if somebody else said something, I feel like you, you, uh, you understood that I was just like, I this is understand. not the point. This is not the point of me wearing like whether I'm wearing a hat or not. Isn't well, Dan, do you, you may not remember this, but we were at Mass and Corona, and that did happen when you were in high school. Oh, I remember. Whoever said that was so very rude, and I said to him, I said, really? Is that what Jesus would say? <laughs> I said, he's at church. Slap back. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. No, because I really felt like that. I'm like, really? You're going to harass the high school kid who got out of bed to come to church? Right. Yeah. yeah for that, on? for that person, it's just like, what is this really about for you? Huh? Is this just about, it's about sitting in your pew and smelling your own farts or it's about like, you know, showing up and. But poor, but poor Dan, you know, from the time you were five and the lady hitting you over the head. Dude, I got hit the- when I was five years old in a Catholic <laughs> mass. I don't remember. Um, you, oh, grandma was mad. No, I, I was mad. We were all mad. Yeah. Like you Andrew, you talked about in the beginning, you th- like this perception of Catholic mass being very long. I don't remember it being long, like growing up, except for when I was little, there were like these, oh. these two hour, like because masses Dan, torture. We were, in an, we were at an Easter mass yeah, and that's dude. why it was two hours. So picture this, this little dude, he's five years old. He's being completely awesome. We're probably an hour and 15 minutes into this. He's had it. I'm fucking done. He's tired. Yeah. I'm done with this. So he's just, he's not doing anything wrong. He's just roaming up and down the pews. He may have been singing to himself. He used to do that a lot. (laughs) Still do. (laughs) This lady takes the prayer book. The missalette. The missalette turns around (laughs) and smacks down on the head as hard as she can. I was, grandma and I were so mad. So mad. We were just like just a total stranger. Yes. Where? Horrible. Who the fuck thinks that they have the authority? I know, like, I'm like looking at her. I'm like, that's my kid. Hey. And I don't think that felt good. I think yes, it hurt. Also, I don't. I don't advocate for hitting people in church. But if that was me, I I, I would have hit that lady. 
so I think the crazier thing is is that this happened like two years in a row with the same woman. The same lady. <laughs> yeah, dude. This woman is like she a, just kept so using the Grinch of the fucking out. church. Oh it God. turns out, and I don't know if you ever heard the story, and Grandma will tell you, Dan. Turns out that lady's name was Agnes. Yeah. She was 80-some years old. Yep. And it turns out, only Grandma, right? Grandma ends up to be good friends with this woman. Yeah. Well, I hope that she softened Agnes's heart a little bit, because <laughs> goddamn. I think she did, but that was really bad. I was very upset. You're right, two years in a row. Man. Um, Maybe that's why you lost your hair. Whoa. <laughs> Agnes put a fucking curse on you, dude. dude that was a shock. Do you think so? Do you think Agnes hit you hard enough on the head that it, like... I guess my mom can dish it out. Did something to your hair follicles? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. That's wild. It is. It's a crazy lady. Crazy, <laughs> crazy lady. That's funny. I'm uh, kind of eating, like, my cold dinner here. Your cold dinner? Well, I'm, I've been... Kind of eating it on the side. Whoa. On the sly. Sacrificing your hot dinner for Bible buds? Of course. <laughs> I'm so honored. I knew you were at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> no, it's just we had Andrew's dad. I didn't know. We had yeah, Andrew's dad last week. Oh, you did? Yeah. <gasps> so I That's, thought it would I be hear fun to oh, follow I gotta up. I got to go back. Yeah. I gotta go back and listen to that because um I I'm really interested to hear that episode. Yeah, I thought it would be fun to we were trying to figure out who cool. to have on this week and I thought it'd be fun to follow up nice. his dad's episode nice. with you. Thanks. Yeah. And I knew you'd be open to talking about stuff, so that's cool. I'm excited to hear Andrew's dad. Yeah, it was, a, it was nice to uh, get to know where I've, he comes from. Yeah, because I've followed Andrew's story, and I know that was a little bit hard for his parents. Yeah. So that's awesome. I'm just hearing that your dad – oh, he can't hear oh, me. Oh, it's cool. We were just, <laughs> I was just telling her that I thought it would be um, – she was talking about being on the podcast and how we must have been at the bottom of the barrel if I asked her to do it. And I said, no, it just thought it would be cool <laughs> since we had your dad last week to follow yeah. up with my mom. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to hear your dad on the podcast. Well, it's out. You can listen to it. I know. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go back and listen to that. You, That's you like can. the only one I haven't heard. Um, so, all right. I'm excited to listen to that. So, a couple things before we get into these uh, Bible verses that you yeah. sent to us. Um, yes. I'm curious how you feel like your spirituality ties in to your mental health since that has been part of your life journey is your your mental health and like navigating all that so i would imagine 
that when you feel like your spirituality is in tune, that that makes a lot of the mental health stuff feel that way too. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so does, how much of my story does Andrew know? Uh, I don't know. Not much, but you know, we can just say like in a, in broad terms, you've dealt with like mental health issues your entire life. So yeah, you can share what you'd like to. Yeah. So really quickly, um, I have a pretty, what in medical terms, they would say it's severe panic disorder. So, and every once in a while, still Dan, my hero will get a call at an odd hour and I'll be just like, I need you. I need you to kind of just talk me through this. So, um, um, I've had panic disorder since, um, ironically, before he was born, I was pregnant when it started. Oh, this little anxious and ball of, uh, <laughs> it was of me. a fire over yeah. here. Just, just put it right into you. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. No, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I feel so bad that I passed that gene on. So, and along with that, there's been um, some depression. So, um, well, not some, a lot, right, Dan? Anyways, um, I have to tell you, I feel really, really, like you said, Dan, when I feel really close to God, I'm like, okay, I got this. Or God's got this. Let me put it that way. Um, And I feel like I understand this. There's a reason. And... Not that God is trying to punish punish me, but there is a reason. And as a result of that, there's a lot of people that I've helped walk through the same thing. So, um, but bottom line, no matter how bad it's been, I do have to tell you, and this is my, this is my testimony. And I don't know if I've even ever told you this, Dan. I wouldn't be here today for me personally. I would not be here today if I did not have God in my life. Well, I think, you know, you mentioned um, that you, you're sorry that you passed that gene down to Dan. Cause I know that Dan has had, had some uh, panic attacks of his own from time to time. And that's something I struggle with anxiety as well. Um, but I think that, I can't remember who said this quote. Uh, it may or may not be a real person. It could be from like a, uh, it could be a comic book character for all I know, but it's something along the lines of like, it's no measure of wellness to be uh, like well adjusted to a sick society, you know? And so there's this, there's this environmental component to it as well, where, you know, when it comes to depression and anxiety, I mean, the, our world is, is crazy and has been for a long time it's not like it was all flowers and rainbows when you were a kid i'm sure there was tons of yeah i mean you mentioned even at 15 people being like the end is nigh and so um right but i think going back to what you just said i wanted to say that just to build out some context for like you know but like a a relationship with god sort of stands outside of all of those things you know so it is this in this way it's this rock or this pillar that's it's not tied to society in that same way because it's so much bigger than this human made thing. And I think that's something that like, you know, 
like a uh, like a heavy mushroom dose like really helps you see that like oh all of this like crazy societal stuff is really just like a made up thing that we've all agreed upon and it feels really real a lot right. of the time but it's not and then what's actually real is you know like community and love for people and the connections that you have with everything around you um and and those that you care about and those that you don't too so like yeah i don't know it just it is a transcendent thing that is uh transcends all of uh, the sickness of our our society and the sickness of our body and mind or whatever exactly i i would agree with that what would you say are some like things that help you feel like you are connected to God or like things that are maybe your, your positive reinforcements or things that you kind of have to like do on a, on a daily or even like a weekly basis to feel um, like that? Silence, listening, listening for that voice in the silence. And I, I, I do hear, I, I do believe I hear that voice and it's very common, but I have to be silent. I have to listen. And also another thing that really helps me is, um, praying for other people that I know are struggling with the same things to take the focus off myself and put it on other people and, and asking God to, to intervene and help other people. Right so on. that helps a great deal. And, um, reading sometimes just picking up, um, the verses that I picked yeah. that I sent to you for tonight are from a book called Jesus calling. And Andrew, have you ever heard of Jesus calling? No, I don't think I have. It's a devotional that was actually written by a woman, and um, it was her sitting in the silence and listening to to God. And so she believed that she was hearing God's voice, and God was directing her to write these things down. And there's also scripture that she would always put under the message. Mm-hmm. So reading that really helps me. And the other thing that really helps me is um, uh, my parents. Because when I call them and I ask them to pray, I know it's, I know that prayer is, I just believe not, not that they're better than anybody else, but I just believe, and especially grandma's prayers, that they're going straight there. <laughs> Grandma's got a direct line. Yeah. Cause she doesn't, she, does. she doesn't mess she does. around. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been said a lot about grandma. If you need something, call grandma. Cause she's got the direct line. <laughs> but these, uh, yeah, these verses that came from that book are all pretty deeply rooted in love and kind of well, love I, conquering all. And I believe that. And I believe it's especially now in this time. I think that's the message. Yeah. There's this, uh, John four eighteen one. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. 
The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Exactly. And these, especially you were asking, um, Dan, how this connects to me and, and getting through with the mental health stuff. These two verses are huge to me and things that I fall back on because God didn't give me the spirit. He didn't give me a spirit of fear and a spirit of anxiety. He loves me and we all just need to love each other. And especially now with the whole black life matters and all the horrible things that are going on in this world, I feel like God is saying, hello, wake up. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the end and I'm not saying everybody sees it that way because we all have to be on our own path and our own journey. But for me right now, the significance of this time is that God is saying, wake up. All I asked you guys to do was love each other. Yeah. You got to get a new pair of Why? sunglasses. There, Daryl. Yeah. As you <laughs> some, like to some, say, maybe new yeah. lenses. And some new lenses on those glasses. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah. But seriously, 2020 has been a how, big wake up year, I think, for you know, how, so many ways. How hard is that? How hard is that? Why or why did the better question is why do we make it so hard? Well, yeah, I think I think uh, I heard something in the last couple of months that really resonated with me, which was something along the lines of like, um, life is, you know, like super simple in theory, but so difficult in practice. And so this idea right. of like, you know, just love everyone. It is so, it's so easy when you just think about it. You're like, well, yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, but when it actually comes down to it, um, it, it can be incredibly difficult as like a daily action in your life. Um, and I think that's where, you know, religion can be a really valuable tool because it is, you know, it's forcing people to do that as a daily practice, at least those who are taking it seriously. Um, and I think regardless of what anyone believes at the end of the day, if you don't have you know, like loving others as a daily practice, it's something that you do, some kind of affirmation, whatever, um, then it's going to be hard for you to, to put that into practice in your life. And it's going to just be all theory. So. Right. And then, and another huge thing for me getting through this and being connected and the whole thing, not to put you on the spot, Dan, but I'm going to uh -oh. do it. Dan. No, it's Dan, because Dan, you, when I found out I was pregnant with you, I was at a really, really bad place. And that was so much hope that God was sending this life for this gift that I could have for a short time to care for. Well, goddamn, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It was a hope. I'm just kidding. It was, that's very, that's, for me, that's, that's, uh, for me, that's really it cool. was a sign of hope. It was God saying, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm blessing you with this child to let you know you're going to be okay and you're going to be around to raise this child. Yeah, that's, uh, that's heavy. That's powerful. Don't fuck and it, it up, Daniel. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying not to ruin Andrew, it. No, he hasn't. You haven't at all. That's uh, very and, interesting. And like I said, 
Dan's the Dan is one of those people that I can call and go, oh man, please just talk me off this ledge because I'm having a horrible panic attack right now. He doesn't ask, what do you feel like? What does that mean? What you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. He's just somebody who gets it. Well, and you're very strong, and you're very protective, and you're a very loving person. That's I'm embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> um, and that's all very, very nice of you to say. And I think that that's... Uh, and very true. I agree. Well, Thank it, you, Carol. It's true. And I, I feel very... I have always felt like this. I feel very protected when I'm with you. I'm very loved. That's very cool. Um, and now I'm sobbing. Isn't well, that cool? I think... Yeah. Well, that's cool. Because like I said at the, at the very beginning of this... I said the re like one of the big reasons I'm doing this has to be because of you. And I think, yeah, like your, your spiritual nature has definitely like rubbed off on me and uh, the greatest, I feel like the greatest thing that you've given me is, is like the compassion thing is, uh, and that's a heavy burden to, uh, to bear the compassion thing. It's a, it's hard to like figure out the balance of it. But it's uh, it really is like a, a an incredible, incredible gift. So I like really, really appreciate that for sure. Well, thank you. I think that I remember you and I had a conversation about this. I remember Andrew. I called Dan one night, or it may have been when we did the your other podcast. My um, other podcast. <laughs> No, come on. But I asked you because I remember this being so significant to me that you got it, that you understood. I asked Dan, I said, do you know what it feels like when you actually feel what other people are feeling? Yeah, for sure. Do you remember that? Yeah, that, yeah. And just when you said that's a heavy burden sometimes with the compassion, that's how... It is. It's really heavy. Yeah, it can sometimes be I'm feeling like, yeah, sometimes I'm feeling like everybody's feelings, people I don't even know. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This is a lot. Yeah. It's and o- I appreciate it's overwhelming. it because, yeah. And I appreciate it because it gives me compassion for other people. But sometimes I'm like, wow, I really don't want to feel all this. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Well, we appreciate you chatting it up with us on the Bible Buds. I think uh, one thing I've heard from some people I've reached out to to maybe do this show is they're like really scared for their parents to hear whatever their spiritual path is at this current moment in time. And uh, I think it's been very nice to be able to like be pretty open with you throughout my own spiritual journey because I definitely haven't like... I don't identify really as being a Catholic more than it just being kind of part of my cultural upbringing, probably about as much as I feel Jewish in some ways. Um, So hopefully that wasn't heavily disappointing to you that I did not, you know, continue to go to church every Sunday, but I do also like think that hopefully you understand that I think that, I feel like closer to God or spirituality than I ever have in my life. And I 
don't really need the building to go to 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 show people that or like really want to align with any specific organization at this point in my life so i completely yeah. i completely understand that so and i don't find cool. i don't find that a disappointment at all i really understand that and i and well fuck now i'm just- gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just like, I don't know. It feels, it feels like a lot to like ask you to give other people's advice because they obviously have different family dynamics, but yeah, I don't even know what to say to the people that feel like that has to be this big barrier between them and their like parents. Because one of the things that like a, a recent guest said, and I thought he said it so well is like, how do you abandon like this thing? That like, how do you honor your pa- your parents, but also like abandon this thing that they've like tried to give you as like the greatest gift of life right. is, is spirituality or this religion. And I think I that's really heavy to have to navigate. So I'm mm-hmm. just incredibly grateful. I didn't really have to do that in some ways and be able to like speak freely open to you about like these crazy psychedelic mushroom trips that I've been on, I've been on. Cause you kind of like, I don't know when I've broken it down to you, you kind of seem to see the, the benefit or that I'm like, I am receiving some sort of like spiritual experience through it and not super closed minded towards it or whatever. So. No, I, I don't think you are. And I never thought you had, I don't feel I don't, I don't feel a sense of disappointment that you're not Catholic and like, oh, come on, let's go to church. Um, because I know you're really spiritual. And one of the highlights for me was, and I wasn't even involved in this, but I was like, wow, that is so cool. And um, was when you were flying here to Florida with grandma and you had her listen to a podcast that you really liked and you Just listened to P. Richard Holmes. Rohr. Yeah. Mm. But you listened you to You introduced Richard your Rohr. grandma to Richard Rohr? No, she oh. introduced no. me and, and that's why I was so excited to when show Pete, her when Pete had her had him on. I was like I fucking I'm tapped in. I know who this is. Like yeah. before anybody even, right. this is before Pete's even going to, deep on like having theologians on his podcast. But you got to have that guy. But then you I was just like that yeah, we're flying to my mom's and I was I was like, Grandma, I want you to listen to this. I'm also gonna listen to it and then we can talk about it when we like get oh, where we need amazing. And it was, that's awesome. yeah. also it was so wild. Just amazing. I was so blasted on edibles that time. It was crazy. <laughs> and I'm just like trying to have I was like, I gotta keep talking to my grandma or i'm gonna lose my shit if Dude. i don't keep talking to her it's over for me it's it's no surprise that an edible on a plane when you're in a sealed tube sometimes that <laughs> experience gets gets a little out of hand yeah yeah no i was just like that is amazing because richard were is one of the people that i i look to as i look up to him i look to him as a, we should as just build a, a shrine to him for this podcast. Person. Yeah. He should be the logo. Because I mean, he just, he gets it. <laughs> he really should. He gets it. He does. He gets it. I mean, who can be like other than Richard Rohr who can walk out and say, just from a tree, oh my gosh, that's such a spiritual experience. That's God right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, and he taps into the mystical Dan, side of things, things that we really right. like. But one of the also things that you don't know is that I've been, and Grandma probably told you this, Richard Rohr every year would go to the Religious Education Congress. Yeah. And at Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. I was there every year, and I listened to Richard Rohr speak. He was the best. That's wild that you got I to mean, see him because... I know he caused times. a lot and he caused a lot of waves, especially. He you know. did. He did. There would be people outside and this is a Catholic Congress. There would pe- be people outside nuns, priests, whoever picketing this conference saying, you guys are all going to hell. Yeah. Wow. And Richard um, Rohr is leading you there. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. But he would be, you know, when you get that silly question sometimes, who is somebody you would love to have dinner with or spend an hour with? Yeah. For me, that would be him. That would I be would a just, good one. I think that would be amazing. Well, to, whatever happens, be sure to send us an invite because we'd like to join as well. I will. <laughs> yeah. I will. We can, we can all go. We can all have our edible and we can all sit down with Richard. <laughs> um. Do you want to close out by telling us what it means to you to be a Catholic? What that that means? Sure, but can we close it in a little different way? Because I'm not Whoa. sure that it's... No, I'm not sure it's just Catholic. I'm not sure yeah. for me. It's... Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. We can just say However, as a, a follower of Jesus. What, yeah. What it means to me to to follow Jesus is to, to do my best every day to give compassion and understanding and love. And especially to people that I do not understand and I do not know. Amen. 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 Yeah, yeah. And That's great. Hallelujah. Having said that, that doesn't mean that I do that every day because I'm a person and I fail too. Sure. But it's the, striving, it's the striving that matters and yeah, amen to that as well. Yeah. And especially for what's going on today, I also just want to leave the listeners with, 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 um, Damn, she's running this when shit. I can find it. Yeah, she just flipped the script on <laughs> you, oh, yeah. boy. No, I'm not. No, I'm not trying to run your thing. No, I I like it. I would appreciate okay. if somebody ran it. No. <laughs> I just want to leave everybody just today with, and this doesn't have to be Jesus. It can be anything. But if we could just do this, if every single one of us could just do this, above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. And man, if everybody, if every single one of us could be out on the street today just loving each other. Amen. Yeah. I doubt we'd be talking about all this horrible other stuff. Oh, we but certainly wouldn't is, have police murdering innocent people no, on the we streets. Wouldn't. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. Because if those police, before they got in their car... Right. So like, like we got to love people. Hey, we're out here to love each other and help each other. Yeah. And that's what there's to me. That's what they were supposed to be doing. That's what they represented to me as a child. Right. Those people were supposed to be protecting me, loving me. Nah. So Jesus said that part's a lie. 
Jesus said, fuck authority. He said that that's not, they're not, that's not what they're doing. So that's, that's what we're on now. That's our tip now. He did. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. No, you're nobody. No, you're right. Because nobody has the authority. I don't have the authority to judge you. You don't have the authority to judge me. So everybody just lay the fuck off each other. (laughs) Hell yeah. Mic drop. (laughs) Boom. Um, no, all right, mom. Seriously, no, that, that was great. Seriously. I'm serious too. That's I'm, fantastic. And everybody, just God, take a break and just love each other. Just do something, one kind thing for each other tomorrow, please. God damn it! All right, well, you that's, heard a, it, that's, a, that's a challenge to you, listeners. Uh, well, we're really excited that you came on. Um, you're the first woman to come on the podcast, so that's cool. We've been trying to get some some more ladies some more females to come on the podcast so it was nice to uh have someone other than a man yep to talk about our bullshit today amen and thank you for sharing all of that you shared and thanks for being rad and uh thanks for having me yeah yeah thank you so much cena mother of daniel uh i appreciate you for for birthing one of my favorite humans (laughs) Oh. oh my gosh. I'm gonna cry. And God was damn so, it. We're it all was, crying. It was my pleasure to meet you. And I'm telling you, when I get to Portland, we're gonna do dinner. Heck yeah. Whoa. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take you and Daniel and your significant others to dinner. Whoa. Or we're... just you and Daniel, whatever you guys yeah, want. Them. That's, yeah. <laughs> they don't need they this. don't need to come now. Uh, that sounds great. That All sounds right. great. Cool. Because I, I really want to be able to spend some more time with you. I've, I've heard such great things about oh, you, and I've enjoyed likewise. spending this evening with you. Yeah, same here. And and Daniel, I I love you. Yeah, I love you too, Mom. Thank you for uh, doing the thing, <laughs> and I'm sure that we will, you know, be on the phone soon. We will. Okay. All right. All right. Take care. Bye, Mom. Bye. Did we leave the meeting? We left the meeting. That's my mom, everybody. That's your mom. That's what my a, mom. What a sweetie. <laughs> yeah, she's a nice woman. Yeah, that was great. <clears throat> that was great. And what a what a beautiful way to end it. Uh, yeah, she told everybody to lay the fuck off. <laughs> she was like, just love each other and chill the fuck out, basically. Um... <laughs> Which, yeah. Yeah. It's great. So thank you for everybody listening. We'll put all the links in the episode notes. I don't really think that you need to follow my mom on Instagram, but maybe I'll put it on there anyway. I you might want to. After who knows? There might be some some secret fans out there. Who knows? And yeah, we've got hopefully plenty, plenty more of uh, people's religious experiences coming at you in the near future. Yeah, someone send us a goddamn email. Yeah, right? What do we not... Do? I don't understand. What do we got to do to get an email on do this Do we got to do mushrooms and, and then like be right, on right. mushrooms while we're doing the podcast Whoa. for someone to send us an email? What's Just going on? Just do a Bible Buds live stream on shrooms? Uh, That'd be wild. Uh, <laughs> why has it got to be live? <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. All right. We'll do it live. All Coming right. at you. Smoke, pray, love. Don't be a fucking racist. Bless up.